and self-help, you can get enough mental excitement about the future that you don't do anything. But the first one is a victim mindset. The second one is an achiever mindset, right? The third one is I sat for 10 days in pitch black. We'll live in a world where we can't tell what's AI and what's real. CNN has like six viewers now. Joe Rogan has 100 billion. Tesla is feminine. And if you want to make money, don't. Hey, what's going on, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. Jordan Canlish here. Really looking forward to sharing today's episode with you. When I first started out on my spiritual personal development journey, I would have been 20, 21 years old. And I remember working in my corporate accounting job and listening to podcasts, just going deep into all kinds of different uh, podcasts and learning about how different people were, were discovering their purpose because it was something that I really lacked at the time. And I would listen to uh, Lewis Howes' podcast, School of Greatness. You've probably heard of it if you listen to this kind of content. And he brought on a guest one day. I remember this specific day listening to this podcast and the guest's name was Kyle Cease. And Kyle spoke about a lot of the deeper aspects of our own conditioning that I hadn't heard people address and something in my soul just resonated with his approach and how he articulated things, particularly around dissolving a lot of the childhood patterns, right? Learning how to connect with our inner child and just realizing underneath everything is a younger version of us that just wants reassurance, love and approval. And when I was sitting at, standing at my corporate, my, my desk that day, listening to that episode, it just unlocked something in, in essence of my being. And I remember going onto Kyle's YouTube content at the time and just watching so many of these videos for months, months. And it was a big catalyst for uh, me really cultivating the courage and the clarity for me to leave my corporate job was Kyle's content. And when I started this journey, I, I made a declaration to myself and my goals. When I wrote down my goals, I, I wanted to thank the, these people that had impacted me on my life. And Kyle was one of those people. And today I had the, the pleasure, the honor of having him on the podcast and really getting to dive deep with him into all the, the realms, the areas that I'm passionate about, that he's passionate about. And, you know, this work is really, especially for the men who are listening, Kyle's work is, is really wrapped around helping you understand how to love and let go of all of the, the conditioning, the shame, the heaviness that we just love around uh, and that we protect ourselves from feeling with all of these masks. And Kyle is just a master at being able to help you take these masks off. So I know you're going to get so much clarity and insight from this conversation today. And if you resonated with it, make sure you check out Kyle's content more. This guy's is doing big things in the world and has a really big purpose behind what he does. So I know you're going to get so much from this. Reach out to me if you had any questions or if there's anything that struck a chord. Be sure to like and subscribe if you haven't already. But enjoy today's conversation with Kyle Cease. Kyle Cease. Thank you so much for being with me here this afternoon, my friend. Uh, we'll just we're just speaking offline and uh, express the significance of this conversation for me, as this is a goal that I had written down five years ago when I started this uh, journey. Uh, you've wow. had such a big impact on my life and my my evolution. So it's a privilege, it's an honor to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you, man. And most importantly, thank you for all the work and all the content that you put out and the impact you've had on many people especially me. So thank you for being here, brother. Oh man, thank you, brother. Thanks for doing the work. I'm just making stuff available that I discover and it's up to you if you you take it or align with it. So, you know, you're the hero in in that story. But I on, am honored to be able to support in any way, brother. We're we're all in this together. So thanks for validating what I'm saying mm -hmm. or making something with that and and making more with it than just hearing it and feeling good. I think a lot of times we do that. In self-help, you can get 
enough mental excitement about the future that you don't do anything. Sure. And, and just like, it's almost like an addiction versus like actually going into the work. So when people really hear it and go into the work, um, I get, I get really excited and grateful, you know, so you're yeah, making the world better it. for my daughter. Thank you, man. And what I find really interesting is, you know, and, and I know you're, you you have this understanding as well, which is when we get out of our own ways and our own way and we let God express him or herself through us in this unique vessel that we occupy, the content or the information that comes through has its own flavor. And yeah. it starts to resonate with certain people or certain souls. And I find that really fascinating how like there's this group of souls that resonate with this specific style, or how you're specifically speaking or sharing. And it's kind of, you're yeah. just like letting go and allowing the information to come through. You're not trying to speak it in a certain way. It's just coming through. What do you make of that, bro? Is it, do you feel like it's our souls are on a similar pathway in some alternate dimension? Why, why do people just gravitate towards specific kinds of expressions? If that makes sense. Well, one, one of the things you were talking about with the first sentence you were said in that question was about getting out of your own way. And it's a really interesting concept because who's the you that could be in your own way? Right. If you just break those two down, how is there a way that I am and also a me blocking myself? Mm. Like, so there's two yous. The one that is the way, which is a very natural flow that comes from highest callings. And then a you that wants to sabotage it. And that second you, we usually call me, but it isn't. It is a program that you learned to stay in survival when you were a child. If you were five years old and you got scared for a minute because your dad screamed or your mom hit you or you, you felt abandoned and you couldn't survive, you literally created a false character that we call us falsely. So whenever we say, I'm a procrastinator, I'm a worrier, I always worry, nope, that's not you. That's a program. But because you keep saying I over it, you're making it impossible to leave because if it dies, then you die. So it's funny to say, I got to get out of my own way, but it's really the program is in the way of what is. And once we identify that as a program, it dissolves and the way is what you are. That the higher mm -hmm. self that we usually call our angels or uh, that is more you to me than the pattern because the pattern can die and you'll still be here. Right. So there's always these higher callings. So the energy that is in the way is just like, so dad doesn't call me a failure again in 1982, you know, and, and that that's running current decisions. And, you know, one way to heal that pattern, by the way, is to bring love to it. In other words, to say to the pattern, you're allowed to be a failure. You're allowed to be unworthy. You're allowed to not get it. You're allowed to be lost those kind of things make it leave. It's, it's that you think you shouldn't feel that. And then we try to like build businesses around not feeling this or, you know, relationships out of not feeling this. And it's, it's never sustainable, especially now. Cause I believe now God is going, let's get the darkness out of everything, mm. you know? So it's kind of exciting too. Yeah, man, this was, this was the stuff that you were sharing. And I was 23 and I was just something clicked inside of me it, it was permission it was permission for these parts of me to be there i didn't need to resist them because i was doing exactly that i was trying to work my way through it right i went right studied business became an accountant was in that world and it was just not what my soul wanted because i was trying to push my way into this idea or belief of who i thought i should be for my dad 
And Correct. That's awesome. You start to say all these things and it was like, oh, wait a second. I, I don't have to resist all of this. This, this. this is just parts of me that need love. And the way you articulate it, man, just uh, it really unlocks so much for me. So I, again, I just, oh, so much yeah. gratitude comes up in my heart. So, and well, I you know, know the, the people main- who... The, the, all, all, not to interrupt, but the main yeah. thing I'm doing is literally looking at it as it is. So it's funny because it's really just if we just actually see things as they are, that'll change the whole thing, right? So when we're in an egoic construct, but we're trying to effort our way out of it from the ego, it's like you don't understand that literally a false program is trying to become a billionaire, which is impossible because that would be death to itself. And if you just start to really just understand that, like I had a a client the other day, I did a one-on-one with a woman. Uh, a few days ago, and she was saying she's trying to figure out like how to get over an ex-boyfriend. And but the boyfriend is emotionally shut off. He's not available. He's all these closed things. And she's trying to figure out. And I said, here's the literal only challenge. This is where we just bring awareness and it changes everything. Your shame is addicted to him. And you believe that the shame is yours. See, if you understand there is shame in the body, then it's not personal and it can leave. If you go, it's my shame. Think of if you were like, it's my pee. So it can't leave because it's me, right? So like, but meanwhile, it's like, you got to go pee. And if you just get, yeah, this pee is going to come out. It's like, it's the same as shame. Our problem is, is we've unconsciously personalized that shame is me. And that's wrong. Mm. So it's funny how much just understanding the truth of something breaks apart all the problems. And the the real challenge is just you don't know what the actual truth is. And you're kind of dancing around patterns that you think are a big deal that aren't, but you're dancing around it makes them seem horrifying. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. And this shows up. Like we, we can speak about the, the macro, which I believe the macro is, is just the shame that's residing in our bodies that weighs us down from having this authentic expression. And this is what I realized for me. It was the shame. The more I slowed down, the more I just got quiet, it was this fear of not being enough, this belief that I wasn't enough. And attached to that was the shame, right? And that yeah. was the macro release or the macro letting go that allowed so much more space. But the micro was all of these day-to-day patterns that were showing up, which was like always being in a rush, always feeling like I had to get something done, feeling guilty if I wasn't doing enough. And I'd love for you to speak to how you help people discover or or slow down enough for them to identify, hey, there's this thing that you're avoiding. There's this big, heavy shame bubble inside of you that you're you're missing because you're in a rush to get to the next thing or you're impatient. Um, how How do you... Support and someone really slow down. And you're in a rush to get to the next thing in order to avoid looking at it. In fact, that's the reason, the only reason why you want to get to the next thing yes. is because you don't want to look at this thing. So, you know, you'll feel a person like suddenly be like, I got to do this thing. I, and, you, and I'm just sitting there. They don't know this often, but I'm sitting there with the thing that they're running from. It, it feels like an inner child to me, right? So a lot of times people feel to me, even if it's just a solo adult standing there, that there's a five-year-old next to them and they're doing everything they can to be like, don't look at this kid. And the kid feels shamed or unloved or abandoned or whatever. 
and over them is like a parent screaming, I got to build this company right now. And then you almost feel like I got to build this company. I almost will add to that. I will have people fill in that when I hear that energy I have to do, I'll have them fill out the blank. And if I don't, I am what? They almost always say lost, alone, pathetic, invisible, unworthy, a failure. And mm. and then what you have is the five-year-old next to them saying, I might have to be a failure. Can you still love me as a failure? And I'm right there with the kid. Do you feel like you're a failure? I want you to know you're allowed to be. And usually it undoes this character they created that was designed to avoid that thing. And at one point after doing this now for so many years, I have absolutely come to a conclusion that every single limited thought is a pattern talking. Every limited thought, every freaking one is it, it, it needs. First of all, it needs the past. It must have the past to confirm it. I'm a loser, like my dad said, or I'm I'm unable to do this because a while ago. I tried and it didn't work. Yeah, but there's all kinds of new factors now, including your belief system then you're not including, right? So every every limited story that requires the past is a negation of the now. And a now is a release of the past. So mm -hmm. if you're in the now, like we're just infinite and, and it's not patterns making decisions, it's now working through you. Now, when the now works through you very often, your ego will freak out because the ego's number one goal is not freedom. It's funny, the ego tries to create freedom through its control, right? Like people will be like, if I, if I build this business, then I'm free. It's like, you're free now and you're negating it and saying it's on the other end of this control. But life is so cool that it's like, hey, I'm going to make that fail so that you lose your control freak and actually access the freedom and don't keep putting it on the other side of when you make a certain amount of money or get in the right relationship, that your your actual access point is true freedom in this moment, even if you're in prison, right? And that your freedom is not based on, you know, obviously we'd like to do what we can to free the prison-y situation if you're actually in a physical thing, you know, but you start from whole versus if you think money equals freedom, you're literally declaring I'm not, mm. right? And and you forget that you were what made money. Money never made you. So you're bigger than money. So get excited about you, right? So this space where all the billion dollar ideas show up and f total worthiness and everything to me is my God, this space right here. And if I listen to it an hour to two hours a day, I start to really merge with it and connect to it. And when I hear other people talk that probably didn't listen to that space, I feel love for them, but I feel their connection is to this outcome, this money, this, this person's opinion. And you just hear patterns struggling and you're just holding a space of love. And sometimes you don't have to say anything and they'll, they'll buckle and start crying. But like, that understand that like i promise you every here's a big thing too know that everything you're going through right now almost every issue in your life is not about that issue otherwise we'd all have the same opinion about everything right mm -hmm. so if you're triggered by one politician that someone else loves then the factor isn't that politician as to where your pain is right why does that one trigger you, but this one doesn't? Yet another person goes, this one triggers me and this one doesn't. The factor's what's inside of you. So when you're triggered by someone, 
whatever, an ex won't talk to you and, or whatever you're, some, someone cut you off or whatever. That's life trying to show you that you're running on a pattern that's based on a character you created in your childhood, usually in your childhood, right? While you were being hypnotized by the world, you created a character. So for instance, if you had a dad that hit you because you didn't get straight A's, okay? Now you've created a character that gets straight A's because its fear is not getting hit, but they don't know that, right? So they're doing, 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 and then something stops them from doing. Something shows up and interrupts them or a bill shows up, a lawsuit, they can't get the thing done. In their body, unconsciously, I'm about to get hit by my dad, even if he's dead. Like the pattern in the body goes, you're stopping my thing and I'm going to die, right? Yeah. So this is why we get so mad at each other. Like you're making me re-feel the trauma that I designed a character to avoid. And then we get so furious at other people because they're tapping us into what we never wanted to look at. But once we finally see it, it's finally has this opportunity to be understood and loved. And life is amazing. The universe is like, I want you to understand it. You're on this planet to learn love. So I want you to learn love for the guilt, for the shame, for the, the loner, for the everything. And you're not here to go, hey, I feel unworthy. So I'm going to fight and make myself worthy and bury it. I'm going to find a new level of love for unworthiness. Then it's seen and dissolves. And boy, it, everything that cry, you cry out is replaced by more God right? It's just replaced by love. It's replaced and more ideas and more worthiness and more everything. And you're just moving into the wholeness of what you actually are, right? Mm -hmm. And we're moving from the denial of what we are. We're fighting for the denial of what we are, but the whole you is so invincible. We so, he or she is so powerful and strong and grounded. And yeah, one of the ways the universe has to get you to that is remove all of the characters that are not organically you that you created to avoid trauma so that it can eventually remove the trauma and then you're whole, right? Yeah. And the people that gravitate towards your work or your, your content are these special souls that are now here to begin this process. You know, it's almost like a purge. It's a letting go. It's a shedding of it's generational, just generational pain that yes. just lingered on. And man, I, I've, I've got a few deeper questions to ask you, but before I go into that, in terms of where you think we're heading as a species, as a consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Planet, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the practical aspect of, of what you were sharing there, because that, that is the work, but I almost don't like calling it the work because work has these connotations of there's something we need to do. It's more of just coming home to our essential nature. And yeah. the, that process is, is like you said, is a, is a seeing. And, and for me, it's like the more I can see where I'm slipping into these patterns, these, these programs or these um, protection mechanisms, right? Uh, and sometimes the, and I'd love to know, know more about where you're at in your process with this because sure. you know, I have meditation practice and you inspired me so much with with your meditation journey and, and how deep you go in your practice and i've been sitting for you know an hour every day for at least the last five years i've rarely missed a day because of what it unlocks in terms of the capacity to see and that awareness yes. i'm falling into that pattern again but even with that man i catch myself sometimes just falling into these tendencies 
I'm good in the meditation, but then as soon as I go into my everyday life and I'm running the business or I'm in conversation, socializing, I'll, I'll catch this mind pattern. Okay, take, take me back into, you know, yeah. inauthentic part of me. And I'd love to know how you're, you navigate that, that the day to day of like, when you come out of the meditation, how do you maintain, yes. just, yeah, keep that seat of awareness. Well, if you really start to move within the frequency of everything's okay, no matter what, then patterns are invited to come in and out. And in other words, like there's a perfectionism that often we have that goes, I'm going to get rid of every pattern. But the, the way that they dissolve is through being allowed. The way that they, you know, you just start to be present. I'll notice, oh, I went into a little codependency-ish thing or into a whatever. And also understand that as long as you're alive, you're in the work. There's just going to be more work. Otherwise, I mean, there's many points to be on this planet, but one is to absolutely gently, ongoingly, without perfectionism and getting it to some perfect place, alchemize the stuff that's in your body. I believe that's a huge part of this time. And so when you are in the now, sometimes you'll, yeah, you'll see a, a program catch, but there's something amazing, by the way, just of this is progress, by the way. You used to be totally doing that and that was you. And now you catch, oh, I just a little bit went into that. like, And now I'm seeing within seconds that I'm in that pattern. So now you've switched already from being completely unconsciously identified as the pattern. Like that you, like for instance, if you had a pattern of, I don't know, codependency is a good one because I've had that. Like, please see me was a very mm -hmm. addictive, unconscious thought that I believed, I, I believed for me, for instance, like a relationship is about you know, we see each other a certain way, but, and that th there's truth in that, but the higher I went up, I noticed all these things I expected people to see in me, which weirdly was why I attracted people that often were more on the avoidance side, like get away to show me like, dude, Kyle, you're saying you're not free until this person acknowledges you. So even though you think that that's just the highest level of showing love, I'm going to show you that's codependency. And I started realizing, man, I believe that I couldn't even see a pattern until a partner acknowledged it with me or saw it. And so I'm like, this is me being collaborative. No, it's me being codependent. And I started mm -hmm. going, oh, my God, the higher me can see my patterns directly. And it and then now if someone is avoidant and doesn't like the some like there's also the pattern of like I push them down myself and don't want to deal with this. Right. So codependents are very like, not only like see me, but also like, I got to figure out how to fix this right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I feel a pattern. I'm going to go in there and avoidance are like, get away from me. But they're also like, I don't want to look at this. Do you get what I'm saying? So one is I only want to look at it and, the, and, and fix it right now. And the avoidant is like, I never want to look at this. So I find that an, an anxious attachment is like, please see this would gain so much by becoming present. Right. And so in the presence of the now and just letting the pattern be, it can self heal because the pattern inside of a codependent, even though they want to fix is kind of like, can you show me that I could be facing away from you and not wanting to talk and you'll still be here. But avoidance that are like, I'm going to push this down. The pattern inside is like, would you please hear me? Would you please hear me? And that's why they get a partner that's like, would you please hear me? Right. 
the partner is the exact same as what the inner child is saying to you too. And so I find that as I get present, I get better and better at going, like I'll feel an urge, like, oh, I feel so triggered. Okay, if I feel triggered, that is for me. And I'm still going to be triggered at times, but it's getting less and less and less. And I feel more connected to me. And I used to think I had to do everything with another person acknowledging every single thing I'm doing. And that was also me as a comic being like, audience, please clap for me all the time and please like me. And then put whatever my audience reactions were on whoever I was dating. So this poor woman's like, could you just do the dishes? And I'm like, I need you to like me like a thousand person theater theater screaming. These are all patterns, right, that I thought were the truth. So when you think they're the truth, this is my identity, right, that I'm then you don't see anything. You don't see what you're bringing to the world. You, don't, you just think it's the truth. It's, that's how life works. When you listen to silence long enough, it starts to even break apart. You're for sure how life works and goes, even that's not true. And even that was a character and even that was a pattern. And you will feel more and more and more liberation that never needs to achieve anything to be happy. And then people hear that and go, then I won't achieve. I'm like, you'll achieve so much greater because God will just naturally do the next thing. And it won't be out of survival. It'll be out of love. And so when you feel the trigger, you just get present and you go, okay, there's a new thing here. I kind of get excited, but also present with no rush. The thing could be here for several weeks, but that's fine. And wherever it hurts the most, I just let it hurt and I just get present for it. And now it went from being how I act to an energy in the body that I'm just present for. And it went from being Kyle to a pattern. And now I'm the space and Kyle's now the space. And the pattern is like, don't hurt me, dad. Or if you don't see me, dad hits me or whatever it is, right? Like, and you just become present. So one is when you find yourself going off, no, that's wall-to-wall normal. And the fact that you see it at all means you're progressing. Don't shame yourself and be like, it's still here. Mm-hmm. Be, wow, I saw it. And that was something I lived. And now I saw it within an hour. Like, do you see, like it's very different. And then 100%. who's the one that's running the pattern and who's the one that saw it? So for me, I've, I've had a ton of patterns that I actually thought were just how life works. And learned that's not, that was a pattern. And that was a pattern. I become the now and they slowly dissolve little clumps of ice dissolving in this warm ocean that I am, you know? Oh man. So many different avenues I can take that you just shared, but what was coming up in me in that is I'm, I'm going to share some of my own like limitations sure. with, with where I'm at in terms of noticing the pattern, but then throwing a layer of judgment on top of it of being like, Oh, for mm. fuck's sake, like, I fall into this again or give you an example last week, you know, I, I have a pattern of overdoing it, right? Training too much at the gym, doing too much work and then falling into some burnout and that happened the other week. And where it arose from was noticing the pattern, but then not having enough patience to just be with it and, and sit with it for long enough. And like a few hours went by, a day went by, I'm like, why is this still in my body? Why hasn't this left yet? Why am I not back at that place of, flow clarity you know and yeah i can see the patience that you have and and that that's what i'm really inspired by and that's what i'm really trying to work on within myself because of course in miracles the quote says infinite patience produces immediate results i keep reminding myself that if you can be infinitely patient with this pattern the the result whatever it is that we're chasing is 
will, will arise yes. immediately. So I just and, wanted to share that because I know a lot of people struggle with that. Well, there might be also something to identify too. Like when you said you're training, you've you caught yourself in a pattern of training too much at the gym. Just so I comprehend it, and I can work with you on it for a second if you want. <clears throat> what, first of all, just so I comprehend it, what makes it that you're overtraining? Like, in other words, is it an escape or is it a calling? Mm-hmm. Right. So, is it is it a calling? Maybe it's a calling. Like I sometimes do three jujitsu's a day right now. Right. So is it a, is it an escape or a calling? First of all, do you, do you have an answer to that? Yeah. Great. Great question. Cause it's something I'm really sitting with because I'm being called to step into more martial arts like, like you are, but I've been going to Muay Thai, which is really intense. Like I'm getting the, the shit kicked out of me and I'm coming home exhausted, but feeling, wow, that was amazing. I just confronted some fear and expanded, but then jumping straight into my work and perhaps not recovering enough. And then perhaps not listening to what my body's trying to communicate. It's that, believe it or not, what came up for me as you said that was the going into work is more the pattern than right. too much Mai Tai. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, um, and I also hear a level of shame for behavior that might not be that bad. <laughs> In other words, like, what if you're just in a place? I'm, I know I don't know that this is it, but we could uncover something. But what if you're just in a place where you feel like doing a hell of a lot of, you want to Andrew Tate your way through some Muay Thais and then go home and create? I mean, tell me what's wrong, just so I comprehend what's wrong with that. I'm not saying it's great. I just want to know where the voice is that that's bad. Mm. I'm trying to set this standard for when I create, when I, because my, I will consider my work creation. Right? I'm creating, coaching with people, making content. And when that creation is, is not flowing, when it's not effortlessly coming out of me, that's when this judgment voice creeps in. Mm. Goes, ah, you're forcing it. You're doing something wrong. You're overdoing it. Like, what are you doing wrong? That kind of thing. That is more the pattern to me than the, mm. than the, like I hear you doing, this is how it sounds to me at this moment, but I might change as I learn more. It sounds to me like you're doing what you want that actually calls to you. And there's a voice that maybe came from a parent or something that's like, don't get too big or take it easy or something like it's, you know, like what, does that make sense? Like does. what is the, cause that voice is more the thing to look at. Like maybe you're at a state, like it feels to me like you're at a state where it's like, maybe you want to go full out right now. And maybe you just need to know that's fine because I don't hear a vibration of your achieving is out of survival. I can definitely hear when someone has that, when someone has a, I have to, I have to, I have to. And then I'll, I'll be like, okay, if you don't, what happens? And you can find then my dad, then my, I'm not enough to my parents or I'm, you know, whatever. You, I hear like you're just doing something that was then is the next step in your life that calls to you, not out of a have to, but out of an actual sincere drive and just think that's bad. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. And I'm, it's just, just really high. It's a, it's a really high standard that I set for myself. And when that standard is not uh, upheld, I'm, I'm measuring that standard as an energetic standard. Like when my energy is not at this point of like, wow, I'm, 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 in, I'm, cha- I'm in it, you know, I'm feeling amazing. 
uh, when that standard's not oh. there, that's where I'm like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, what do you, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's my dad's so voice, really. One thing that shows up to tell you is that I want you to know your lows are just as awesome as your highs, right? So if you look in different frequencies, like there's, there's different, imagine there's different states of consciousness. Michael Beckwith talks about this too in his book, Life Visioning. But the first one is a victim mindset. The second one is an achiever mindset, right? The third one is vibration. So like Esther Hicks, like get in the vortex and watch yeah. as magic happens. And the fourth one in my eyes is like oneness, right? <clears throat> one of the big shifts that's happened for me in the last few years was leaving the vibrational state and moving into the now state. In other words, there's been a desire to keep going higher and higher. And I have a ton of stories in like 2010 where we're moving to higher frequencies was the teaching for me. And so I left stand up and followed this calling and went to this higher thing. And I f went higher and higher and higher, went through a ton of stuff. And then at one point I was in a, a darkness retreat where I sat for 10 days in pitch black and listened to silence. And in the darkness retreat, I was like, I can't wait to see how high I get. I can't wait to see how far I get and advanced I get and how much success the business has. And every part of the darkness retreat goes, I want you to be present for all the shame here. I want you to think of all the people that you've qualified as low vibration. I want you to know all of these things are supposed to exist. In fact, when I went into the darkness retreat, my intention when I got out was to go to this amazing, organic, raw vegan restaurant. And when I came out, I was so in love with the dark side of things and everything else that the first place I ate was McDonald's. And I hadn't been at McDonald's in years. But it was just like, why am I shaming this food? Why am I shaming people that I perceive as low vibration? I, they only trigger in me the vibration I don't want to look at. I say all this because... <clears throat> The, the belief that you might be at is a high or feeling in alignment or feeling in the pocket, right? If, if you listen to Esther Hicks and you in those people, you're going to have a lot of that. They serve such a purpose because yeah. they, they help people move out of the achievement state into the vibrational state. But imagine that 2020 was the beginning of like, we're going to go to a deeper state, whether you guys are ready or not. And we're going to also look at the lower states that are in our body, that are in our government, that are in our, you know, media, we're going to learn more about who these people really are in our government. We're going to learn more about, you know, what you weren't looking at by only thinking positive, which is a denial of love for the negative and going, I want you to be present for this. So one of the things I know is that whether I'm totally on a high or I'm feeling like shit, I'm in absolute purpose right then. That mm. It's, it, you know, so that I'm not just following a momentum train, I'm present, right? And the presence says, even when I feel completely lost and don't get it and dark and depressed, I'm right on target. And so I have that knowing more now. I'll feel off, man. I'll feel like shit yeah. and be like, and that's right. It's like rooting out. It's like the body just getting sick for a minute to get some real shit out. And so it's asking me to get to a present state versus a, a high, because what you were talking about is a high. Now let's think of people that think, meaning like when you hear Bashar's highest excitement, I'm talking about my highest excitement is now here. Because if you make your highest excitement, literal excitement, like giddiness, Right. Yeah. At one point that helps you, but you can also see that's what makes addicts. Meaning like if you won a ton in gambling, 
that high you think is the ultimate goal, now you're going to gamble all the time and also experience major lows. If you think it's high, then you'll do cocaine or you'll do, you'll get drunk all the time or whatever. And life will go, oh, you want the high versus the here. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give you a lot of matching lows too. So if you start to get present, then you can be you can experience highs within the whole now, but you can also experience lows within the now and you're the container these are happening in. Does that make mm, sense? 100%. So the, the part you might not have known yet was the highest you understood was a high feeling. And I'm going, what if we take it to a now feeling and the highest feeling can be within that, but also know it's also perfect when you feel like total shit because it's the body making you learn a new thing or purging something or you you go within more and you just start to find love for the the low too right so without the high you end up with the energies of unworthy a failure all those things and it's going yeah your high was i'm like a lot of times a high is i've covered that up right like falling in love is oh my codependency's fixed or you know like does that make sense a hundred percent i'm gonna share this with you as well because i know you you'll relate with this and probably got some wisdom around it, which was I noticed, and I even noticed in your sharing this subtle pattern of chasing the high around creating a piece of content and then seeing the result of that content and that creating this high of like, oh yes, I'm in the flow. Look, 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 look at all this beautiful creation coming out of me because last year I had a lot of growth on social media and you know that reward pathway was created. Like I show up, I make content, people validate me and I'm, oof, like, I'm, I'm, I'm succeeding. Yes. And what I'm noticing is like when this flow is not happening for me recently and that high is not being achieved, it's bringing up these feelings of like, hey, what's going on? Like, why am I not in it right now? And I'd love to hear how you've navigated the, because I, I, I totally feel that, man. Just, just now, like, this is it. The low is the high. But having yeah. the, the courage to just say, no, no, no I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to try and make the content. I'm not going to try and like, run this thing i'm going to just stop and like be bring all my presence to this even when maybe you're running a business or even when say you've made a commitment to someone like hey i'm, I'm going to show up at this time and do this thing that's connected to some business activity H how have you been able to navigate that because there's sometimes still these yeah re requirements if you know what i mean to yeah to connect i think it to so. goals yeah I think the more I do this work, the more I truly feel like it's down to me and God, right? It's really down to me and God. It's not down to how much approval I get or views or whatever. That can be a byproduct of it and it can be fun. But if I'm really asking God, sometimes God will go on a day that would be the best day to put out a video. Sometimes God goes, show me that you're not about views over me and don't put one out or it'll go, you know, show me that you'll say no to a day that you would have done a live call. Show me that your growth with me is bigger than their approval. Like I gave you their approval to get you up a ladder rung. And then it goes, you know, I want you to find what you are. And I think that one enormous shift for me in the last few years is not how it used to be like, how good can it get or how high can it get? 
it started to become, I'm on this planet to know what I am. And everything that I'm going through, good or bad, is moving me closer to knowing what I truly am. And it's going to sometimes be really painful and sometimes it's going to be awesome, but it's all to know what I truly am and, and that I move towards it. So if something negative is happening, that's reflecting to me a false me that needs to bring, be brought to light and alchemized. If something amazing feels like it's happening, that might be a reward showing like you're right on track or, or whatever. But it is funny that we've now normalized this world where everything we do, we're going to go tell the world about it. <laughs> like that, that it's just like, I, we're sitting here in this, how do I get views and be number one yeah. on the internet and be an influencer? And sometimes being an influencer is a bigger goal than influencing yourself, right? And one of the things I love about jujitsu is like, other than to make that little video we made called The Calling, I'm not like every second reporting every move I learned and every class I go to and everything. And I'm in the practice of like undoing even a codependency from my audience and going, this is about me and God. And sometimes I'll share it on the absolutely on my membership site or whatever. But I also really am here to learn me. And, and sometimes, you know, we were wired as children to achieve and that your love for what you do and life is, to get the right job and get kids and retire and then your love for what you do. And life is killing that right now and saying, I want you to know what you are. And that's why so many people keep trying to start new projects and can't. That's there's a reason people are trying to launch things and can't, can't or trying to make new things or start their book or whatever and can't because a lot of those were solutions to the your parents who grew up in the fifties, like then acknowledge you and yet your awareness is too high for that to pull you anymore. And so it's like doing what it can to shed these uh, things. I forget actually what your question was, but this is what the, the riff was. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like we cannot trick ourselves into thinking that the measurement of what we did was right is only based on how many likes we got. I mean, you know, there are some of the best musicians in the world, uh, whatever, I don't fill big stadiums. And some that are structured boy bands fill enormous arenas. And I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying they can get 10 trillion likes and Miles Davis might not get as many. So that doesn't mean he's less of a musician, right? In fact, the mainstream isn't getting a lot of stuff. The farther you go up this, the less they're going to get you. David Hawkins is my favorite author ever. And some of his books, most people haven't even heard of. But that's because he's talking from a frequency that's so high that a lot of people aren't going to get it. But we still need that book, even if only 10 people read it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and so I also believe that the frequency you emit is more impactful than what you do. So if you use the Hawkins scale as an example, I would rather be a person at 600 in a cave emitting a frequency than a 500 that sells 200 million books, right? So often when it's down to do I do or do I grow, most people would pick do and keep their survival level going. So I'm going to get this and I'm going, okay, I can feel that energy's there. So I'm going to switch now to doing nothing for a while and letting this panic pattern 
that's moving in an emergency vibration dissolve. And then I can tell, I'll cry out something that I got from my childhood and I go up in frequency. And then I watch the world just start to be cooler. Like as I purge that thing, I think the world mirrors what I'm doing. And I think your world mirrors what you're doing. And as you undo the gunk in your body, you undo the world from their gunk. And then the people that need you to have gunk so they can control the world get more and more screwed as we are too liberated for it. Does that because they need us to be in the darkness about our own shame yeah. to control us? Right. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And the challenging part, especially for the individuals who are listening to this content, because they they, they are progressing into this level of consciousness and awareness, which is still much higher than the majority and that's not a good or bad thing but you go on social media or there's a large sec sector of people who are still in that doing vibration listening to the business podcast you go on social media and everyone's telling you, you need to you need to be doing more and that's where i think you can some some me included can get lost in that uh, yes. understanding that no 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 it's it's the it's the frequency that that you're occupying determines yes. the quality of the impact not how much you do so Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing like it just I sometimes just have to stay away from taking in that information because it's it almost distracts distracts me from from that deeper knowing that, we, that you've just shared which is most of the time there's nothing to be done i see it like a hierarchy right that there's a hierarchy here that says frequency first right and that that's the number one goal and I am aware that there's a ton of teaching out there that's here's how to achieve and here's how to do this. And I, I support it be, in, be for other people. But one of the things that's not included in the content of many of the people that teach you how to achieve is if you have been in a situation that has blown your body open to a consciousness that's past the achiever, then this content might be a moot point for you. <laughs> In other words, if you're meditating or you're, you've done ayahuasca or you've had some moment of grace that blew you into a oneness phase, you, you know, there's a lot of motivational seminars that say like, for the people that told you you'd never be anything, now you're going to show them. That's a great thing for people that were in a victim consciousness to move to an, an achiever consciousness. But if you start to move to oneness, like the motivation to prove to someone else, which still means they matter right, is driving you, then you still need to keep that you're a victim to what they said about you. You need to keep all this force. And one of the things I notice that I do a lot when people want to do one-on-ones with me is I help them undo all the you have to do training. Mm -hmm. Instead of working on sales, work on you because there's 8 billion of us and there's only one of you. And instead of trying to be like the other, the best of the 8 billion, become you. Like this sounds like such a cliche, but there is, are you working on the business or you and letting the business mirror you, right? Like Prince wasn't going, how do I put an affiliate program together? He's like, he's like, okay, this is my expression. This is my music. This is my unique way, you know? And then weirdly, the stadiums seem to just fill for him no matter what, right? And so if you keep trying to be what all the marketers tell you to be, then you are sacrificing the one thing you are that's not replaceable for become a gaggle of ideas that work for other people in a different time at a different consciousness that have already happened, 
right? So here's marketing sales I used eight years ago to launch something and made eight figures. That's great. In eight years, you know how much stuff has changed? Like it's like introducing the iPhone again. It's like, well, we have it. We know about that, right? So, so when you're just going, a tactic is bigger than me versus what I am, man, you will have unique tactics just birth through that frequency. You will have everything birth through. You have no fear of like the content that you deliver will be your unique content that's so big. And then as Bob Proctor said, if you want to make money, don't be replaceable. Don't The less easily replaceable you are, the more you're worth, right? So if you find the actual truth of what you are, you become worth more and more and more and more. And that's way bigger than having the greatest plan to, to market to yourself. You know what I mean? Because everyone's frequency is now already passed. They see through ads that's used to ads. Yeah. If you get an email with a, a exclamation point in it, you already know it's spam, right? So everyone's mind already sees through it, right? So instead of using tactics that other people used at a different time that are tricks anyway, find what the hell you are. And like, imagine if Michael Jackson on the way up stopped making music and was like, okay, so I've had my funnel. Like I have the right funnel. And it's just like, dude, put the glove on and write Billie Jean and let's see what happens. Like you don't need to funnel. I've got, I've got a hundred thousand followers. I should probably put out a program. I should probably put out a coaching program. Right. He did that. Yeah. yeah, And by the way, you could, but if it's a calling, did you hear how, as you said that, what, yeah, I know you were just saying a funny example, but boy, did you hit a key word that I love to look at with people should, when people say, what should I do? You're in the wrong frequency because God doesn't work in should it's what do I want to experience? This has no, should implies another person's permission. Should implies that you would like me then. Should implies then I'll make money or not go broke. Should imply, like, if you find yourself saying any, should I? Nope. You get what, you get what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, I hear people talk from a frequency of their God is like, is God telling me, like they use signs, right? Is God saying I should go after that person? Dude, you're negating yourself. Do you want to go after that person? That's the only question, right? And so when you're like, should, now you're whatever, going on a date or like working with a new person based on because they had three twos in their phone number, like you're you're now not even existent in this. You're just like acting like a God is just like, there's a you also, you know, that what do you want? And mm. we're so in this bizarre trance of like that, you could even do it wrong. That's the freedom too. What if, if always were fine, what would you do with every decision? Then you expand consciousness left and right versus being in a should. Big time, big time. And the information that comes through is coming from a much deeper, more, more advanced intelligence. Yes. Uh, I'm living out in the jungle right now, Kyle. And I, when I look out at my balcony, I just, just jungle. And in the mornings, I'll go out there and stand and, and, and just watch and, and observe this intelligence that's operating, like butterflies, birds, bugs, wind blowing in the leaves. I'm like, this whole thing is alive with intelligence and it's, and it's responding with me. I, I notice it responds. Everything's watching yes. me. Everything's observing and interacting with me. And, I, and, I've, and I, it reminds me of 
through this intelligence in our body that's connected with ancient knowledge, ancient information is here always. Yes. I sometimes try and make decisions from this, this intelligence, which is connected to some past pattern or trauma or, or this is, and this is a bit of a transition here, or this new intelligence, you could call it AI, you call it chat GPT. That is now we're calling it an advanced intelligence but it's also just pulling information from what's already around. Yet we have all of this primordial ancient knowledge in our bodies that we're now ignoring and going into this AI to write, write our copy and make emails for us and all the, all the things that it, it's doing online. Yeah. And I'd, I'd love to hear how you see this playing out because well, people are, you know, people who are on this journey with us understand, yes. they understand that, Hey, the body's far more intelligent than some AI robot. But a lot of people yeah. are surrendering their whole power in, into this thing. They're facing businesses around this thing is is becoming aware of the future. How do you how do you see that playing out? What what, what, what do you think's about to unfold here? Well, well, first of all, I I do believe that whatever we feel we're at an inner war with, like if we're really triggered by AI, um, whatever, that's inside of our body right? So in our body, there's the AI that exists on the outside, which really is just whatever it is. Like, in other words, we don't need to have, like, we undo the opinion about it for a second. It just exists, right? Then there's an AI that we have that's an avatar of AI in our body. And we're like, oh, it's taking over. Everyone's going to have a different Mm -hmm. opinion because it could be like, it's taking over like my dad did. It's, you know, like everything, right? And so we're here to learn love, right? So life is, we're at an advanced stage now. So life is like, okay, we're going to trigger you with this president. We're going to trigger you with this stuff. We're going to trigger you with whatever. You know, what's really weird is I, 13 years ago, went raw vegan. I'm not now, but I went, I went raw vegan 13 years ago and spent a lot of time in the last 13 years really uh, thinking that was the greatest way because when I did it in 2010, I changed every aspect of my life, my career. I went from 220 pounds down to 150. I was just so clear and amazing and it was necessary. And then many times I tried to go back on it and get back to the same results and it couldn't. It was like that was a rung in the ladder of my life and it's going up. And recently I had to go through so much inner work when I was doing an event with people and they were like, dude, you should eat some bison. And I heard this hire me that goes, I want you to eat meat. And I was like going through my battle. I've seen what they do to animals. I've seen, you know, so many aspects mm. of it. I've seen the health studies on how bad it is. But my body was like, I don't give a shit about every study. I don't care what you've seen. I, you're, I'm telling you, th- death is a part of this. Death is a part of life. The animals are killing each other like crazy. And it goes, I don't, I understand that exists. And I'm sitting there going through this spiritual thing. And I'm like, I, I, but I really need to eat it. And I, that night I felt my stomach bubble into something that felt better than it had ever felt. It was almost like eating. It was like, I felt it bubbling, but then taking out stuff and toxins that were in my stomach that I didn't know about. Right. And it was like, it was going, it was almost as if it was going, I'm here to shatter the world the way you see it as true. I'm here to shatter your vegan world. I'm here to shatter your way it is. And we have the world as it is. And we have these small mini worlds that we've created that we say shouldn't be. So with stuff like AI, if I've decided that shouldn't be here, I'm now at war with what is, 
right? And I'm at war really with myself, not even AI, because if I'm in my own house, just triggered, I mean, it's not like the robots in my house yet. It might be eventually, well, it might be with Alexa or something, but Mm -hmm. like, whatever, like, I can't help that it's here. I don't know that my decision that it shouldn't be here is even accurate. I don't know anything about what's really true other than based on one political side's point or how it was filtered through the news. So whatever is, is, and I'm here to learn about my triggers with it. <clears throat> to answer a, a bigger question, I think, which was where you were heading, is, which was where do I feel we're going? I feel like there were aspects of the world that had an attempted plan to control humanity and the awakening was too big for it. And it's like they were trying to put a lid on popcorn, but now it's popping all over the sides and they can't get it back in. And now that it's out, you're going to have whistleblowers within the group. You're going to have people that are, it's just falling, right? Mm -hmm. And agendas are not working right now. And they did what actually nature does, which it goes, it's going to create the opposite effect now. Now you have way more men going to the gym. Now you have way more people stepping into their power. Now you have way more people calling out BS companies that cater to the thing. And you have an awakening happening of what we truly are, because that was exactly on schedule for us to see the contrast of how far we can go into what we're not. We can become codependent people, just shaming people, just against each other. And I feel like right now we just started the other side of the peak of that world thinking it had control and ah, and it's just losing its grip now. Mm -hmm. And our awakening is exponential. And if, you know, you've had a personal awakening, you know that when you go into a meditation state or an ayahuasca, whatever, the dark forces feel louder and louder, but that's because they're dying. Right. So the ego will get louder and louder when it's dying. In other words, you're seeing it breaks it off and you start to see like we're in a stage of really starting to see the truth. I just did an event we raised with my event that we did and what's coming up. We've raised six hundred thousand dollars to stop child trafficking with Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. And I'm sure we'll hit a million very soon. And Child trafficking has existed for a long time and it never came to light. It's like we were all living in a one story house and didn't know there was a secret attic with darkness in it, both in our personal bodies and in the world. And no matter how much we deny that that trafficking exists, and I don't want to look at that and I don't want to focus on dark things, ask the kids if they'd like you to see it. Because if they, we all saw it, it would end. So life yeah. is moving us from false optimistic positive that doesn't deal with real things and just kind of floats into a positive world that's based on what you've decided it should be, which both main political parties think the other side's wrong and are trying to change the world into their way versus you opening yourself to an expansion of what the hell's really going on. And we as a collective right now, we're put into a position, ironically, by the people I believe who wanted to control us into looking inward like they had no idea what's going to happen. And so, you know, you forced two years of staying in the house. So now you have people that were meditating. Now you have people that were going inward and reevaluating their whole life. They had an egoic enough life going on in 2019 that they didn't have to look at their stuff. They could just have a decent enough job or travel when they want or go to restaurants. So they don't have to ask anything. And then life goes, you're going to go inward. 
You're going to not be able to talk to people at the store without a weird mask on. You're going to, you're going to change how you see everything, scramble the patterns and then watch how much people awaken. And I think a lot of people just figured something out and are new to it. It's like a lot of people just saw the matrix. Some of them are wanting to go back into the matrix and not want to see it and have more addictions. And some people are like, show me more and teach me Kung Fu or whatever happened in, in the matrix movie, right? Like teach me my powers, teach me what I am. So we went through a three year argument with what is and, and bargaining and now an understanding. And I think that we've absolutely hit a tipping point that is not controllable. I think there will be attempts that try to use more force, which just wakes up the rest of us. And I think there will be some attempts that are already gone. And I think that our force is going to come through like you won't believe. And I don't think anything's going to win. I have no fear about AI at all. I have no, and especially by the way, if it's working off of our consciousness, our consciousness is, is exponentially rising right now. So if, if, if it just sees human beings as moving off of love, it might flip to that too. And if they try to create a force thing that's out of darkness, then it, then our frequency goes up and it doesn't align with us and it'll be not, it doesn't work right? Because our frequency is too high or it'll go up with us and we'll have these nice loving robots. That's fine. I don't care. Like whatever. But like, like, and I, and I'm very admittedly ignorant to how AI works, but I just don't believe in the fear. And even Elon Musk saying, we got to be careful about AI. I understand mm -hmm. it. I don't know what he wants me to do at home, but I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna it's everywhere at the moment. You know, you see it, right? Yeah. All the interviews and all the people coming out, it's, it's too late. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit jarring sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's also another frequency that keeps us in fear. We just sit here with it's too late. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I just don't believe that's, I don't even believe that's a thing. Like we're too yeah. awake. And I think that it, you got to remember the frequency of the person that says it. You got, you know, like, are they all in that same thing? Like, I mean, some people will panic about anything and be wrong. And, you know, like there's someone right now going, I'll get in a car accident later and maybe they'll manifest it to not be wrong. But there's always different frequencies. But if the world mirrors you, then you just keep getting present going through. Oh, I went through the stage of be the belief of it's too late and I transcended that. Right. And. Dude, the, the power of human consciousness, especially after the crazy crap we went through, which yeah. was organize us to both instead of only coming together and ignoring the self, meeting the self and then coming together. Right. The there's a big let's come together, which I think is a denialism of the independent self. Like, OK, well, as long as we're all one. Okay, hold on. There's still a me that needs to learn jujitsu. There's still a me that needs to learn to say no and not just say yes to everyone that I'm one with. There's still a me that needs to use boundaries and, and, and you know what I'm saying versus like just forgiving every single thing and letting it continue. And, and so I really sometimes, sometimes I feel dark moments where I feel gloom about the future, but I notice it's a pattern. It's a pattern that, you know, like, believes that and it needs to be loved and then it's dissolved and when someone said we're too late my that pattern existed so now it doesn't so now i just change timelines so is it too late now like you know <laughs> what I, mean? I don't know if that makes sense but like like every day that we clear out more gunk in ourselves you just created a new world that is a new frequency
Yeah, you're right? on a different dimension. You literally step into a different dimension that is right. different from the fear. It's different from where all of the people worrying about AI are living from. It's just like they're on this dimension, we're on another dimension, receiving different information, having different thoughts, you know? And maybe for people that literally kept themselves codependent on AI type things, then they might go down with it or something. But yeah. They can also use that to break off. But I mean, first of all, we know when something's AI. I'm sure we've heard a YouTube video that's, you hear the voiceover. You know, I made one that was a spoof of it once, but it was like, you know, Kyle Keese knew what he was doing, like this fake energy that's like bullshit, but like you can hear that like there's clicks and you can hear when they say a celebrity's name, they're wrong. Ellen DeGeneres knew when she was sure, you know, it's just like, I can hear you're a robot. And so, yeah, you might well, you have can see the, it in the writing now. You can see it in the writing. You you know if you read something that's written yeah. AI. You're so, so not. Yeah. And yeah, so we already see through it. I get that they'll make it better and we won't know. And then guess what? We'll live in a world where we can't tell what's AI and what's real, so we'll have to go within completely. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can't tell if that was a deep fake of Donald Trump saying it or not, or I can't tell if that was a whatever. I don't even know what's real on the computer. Great. I'm ready for real. I'm going to turn it all off and go inward. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so the, like the macro, the macro LSD trip just happens. We, no right. one knows what's real. The mushroom, so, macro mushroom trip, you know? Yeah. So, but, but do you see even the good thing there? Like when the media turned out to be not real at one level, that's a horrible thing. The media is full of crap. But yeah. in 2020, we started the process of like not giving authority to the uh -huh. things that we see through. So all of a sudden CNN has like six viewers now. And Joe Rogan has a hundred billion, right? Why is that? Those numbers aren't actually right. So if someone requotes me angry, like, why is that? Because as a human species, we want real. So no matter how much you make AI, we want real. No matter how much you make that, you know, you're the stock's going to fall with everything that's not real. And humans are speaking up already. Like, you know, yeah, man. I know. it's a great Dude. time. It really is. And I, I get so energized by these conversations, man. It's Me too. So, so nourishing. And uh, we're, we're coming up to the end of time here, but I, I wanted to ask you before we take off, uh, we were speaking before, before we started recording and you told me that you, you've sold your Tesla, got a pickup, you're doing BJJ, you're stepping into a lot of these masculine, uh, you know, masculine environments, adopting traditional masculine uh, structures and ways of being in, in your life. And, and, I, and I resonate because I, I was the same. I used to yeah. want a Tesla. Now I don't. I, I used to not be interested in martial arts, but now I am. Uh, what do you think is going on there? It's, I, I didn't sell it. I still have it. I just switched to okay. driving a truck. But, yeah. and, and, I, and I don't want to sound like I'm saying, so Tesla is feminine. And the, it, it, <laughs> it, you know, like, because it was funny when you use the example, I was going to go to a Tesla and I realized I'm a man. There's like no part of me saying that. <laughs> Um, yeah. because Tesla's awesome. There's it's Tesla's a very amazing car to drive. It's crazy, you know. But I will tell you basically this. Um, one of the you know, I I was thinking about it. I often become something that ten years ago I would have laughed at. Like in other words, as a comedian at twenty five, if you told me that in ten years from then I'll be helping like primarily women through their feelings in a in a you know. 20 person resort in Costa Rica versus I'm going to be doing a stadium with Bill Burr or something. I would have been like, are you serious? Like what, what do I do? I help people through their emotions. Like what? It's like, yeah, you'll be really good at it. 
But then like there was a me that was like sensitive and holding the space and had this Mr. Rogers side. And up until very recently kind of saw, you know, my dad was an incredible entrepreneur. He did a lot of things that taught me success based on how he moved. He was not very present as a father. I don't mean this judging him. He was not present. And there were a lot of difficult times too. And I felt closer to my mom and I felt like my mom raised me. So my idea of a man was kind of through the eyes of a woman who every once in a while would say something like men are so dumb or this show is hosted by another white man that's balding, middle-aged white man, you know, mm-hmm. and I would hear her say these things and I would be like, yeah, totally. And bond with her about how much men suck forgetting I am one. And um, at one point, I I also one thing I I love my mom so much. I have my mom passed away six years ago now. Mm. But one of the things with my mom that she was very concerned about me getting hurt, which I really appreciate and probably saved me through a bunch of stuff. But don't do football because you'll get paralyzed. Don't go on. Don't go to Hawaii tsunami. Don't get a convertible. You'll be decapitated. Don't honk your horn. A gang member will shoot you like this was this was a very normalized thing. And everything my mom said to me was the truth. So I, I took those things unconsciously as truth. And the first day I went into jujitsu, my body was full of all of her, how I'll get strangled or how I'll, how I'll get injured or paralyzed. And I did the first class and did a second and I did it for a while. Then I took time off. And in the last few months, just a whole new me came through. It was like, let's go, let's go. And it really was interested in the protector. It was interested. I have a five-year-old daughter who's about to be six, who's just an angel. And she deserves a dad that can stand up for her. And she eventually will hopefully find a man that stands up for her. If I show her that's what it's is, um, being a man is. Uh, that, that I noticed that my body literally goes, hey, you remember when you ate raw vegan 13 years ago? That literally won't work anymore. That I worked like every single day with a trainer for two months and ate raw vegan and my body did nothing different. And I was watching as my body's going, yep, you're done with an old way. I'm trying to teach you a new way. And this is so big because we can get so addicted to a way that worked 10 years ago. I'm going to try and do now. And life is like, you're done with first grade. You're a 10th grader now. I'm trying to give you a new thing. And so I'm noticing that one of the things that it really is desiring me to do is step into a thing that I've never seen in a certain way that I'm called to be. And the way that I see it as for the last 13 years, I was holding space of compassion to become for the world and myself, the mother that I felt like I wanted and, and didn't have, even though I love what my mom was. And now it's going, now I want you to meet the dad that I want you to meet the guy with boundaries. I want you to meet the guy that's strong. I want you to meet the guy that says yes to something that really will call you into your core and say no to something that's bullshit. And, and it start it's like, there's an awakening of power in me. Um, after really feeling like I had to let go of a lot of people that the old me would keep kind of a nice, I, I don't want conflict with this person or I'll worried they'll try to hurt me or whatever. So I'm just going to keep peace and then bury everything I feel. And I heard that this new me go, no, those people are not to be in your life right now. 
And there's a strength in me in that. It's like that person is not good to me. And I don't have to bury my inner child to keep everyone happy. So these new awakenings of me that I've never seen really started showing up in the last few months. And another way is this Operation Underground Railroad thing. I am really excited and passionate about completely contributing to the entire ending of child trafficking. And that's another thing that's trying to be silenced and stopped or whatever. And they, anyone trying to do that really needs to look at themselves. Like, why would you ever help the traffickers and, and mute anyone calling this out and look at yourself and stop being an idiot and join a side of healing all this bullshit. And, and so I feel very like, you know, I used to be a little more on the soft, like it's all perfect. And there's a little more me knowing, no, this is bullshit and it's not okay. And the combination of like now knowing how to put someone in a chokehold or an arm bar that meets eating meat weirdly, which I'm going through all kinds of emotions. My body's going, it's undeniable. This is what you at least for right now have to do. Meets helping and contributing to rescuing children. We're about to go on a trip to different countries in Asia to be a part of it, you know, and, and do, do some work in that world and really get our hands dirty and understand it. And we're doing an event in Salt Lake City. Every dollar goes to Operation Underground Railroad and Tim Ballard to do this stuff. Do you know that when we decided to do that, we had no idea that all kinds of movies about this were going to be coming out around the same time? There's a movie called The Sound of Freedom that comes out on the 4th of July. I don't, I'm assuming after this, it'll be after, this will yeah, be yeah. after. You know? yeah. So go see it in theaters. But Jim Caviezel is playing my friend Tim Ballard. And four months ago, I did an event. Tim Ballard spoke on my stage. And it's like I chose that charity and being in service, it's almost like the world goes, hey, the charity you chose mm -hmm. is about to become worldwide known completely. And yeah. And that's going to be tied to you. So the world's like rewarding me. They gave me an executive producer credit on a series they're doing with Mel Gibson and Tony Robbins. Like apparently I'm going to. Yeah. I heard, like, about, I heard about the Mel Gibson one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and so like I'm involved with all of that now. And this is like so much bigger than just only like I feel like I was incredible at holding space for people in their feelings. And there's ways that I still do that. But there's a new thing that is just so awakening in me that's beyond what I understood was available for me. I always saw myself as someone who's just not athletic and could eat, get easily hurt and is kind of this pudgy soft guy. And by showing up to jujitsu sometimes two, three times a day and taking real private lessons from black belts, I'm like, no, I can, I'm getting better at being able to kick ass and that's new territory for me. And yeah, I also had a Tesla that I still have but I've had for seven years and it was so fun to show someone, look at what it does. And that was the fun of it and like ride it fast and do all the stuff. But I got a Toyota Tacoma with shaded windows that's jacked up and it's everything I used to make fun of, like cliche dude or whatever. I'm like, it's so roomy. There's a million, <laughs> of, them. There's a million of them on the road. So you wouldn't think like this is my special significant thing. But it's like, I feel good here. So I have this kind of, this is what everyone thinks is cool. And this is for me. And like, I really love hearing this is for me. So I love yeah. my truck. I love to get in my truck and drive a while and go do jujitsu for two or three hours. 
come back and be the greatest father to my daughter and be better and better at it and help kids get out of horrible situations and, you know, watch as my body says, you have to eat this way right now. Sorry, you got to undo your argument with what is and at least start accepting what is. This is, they, they kill animals for meat. That's I, it's the world you were put in, right? And, and learn to accept more versus try to egoically change everything to what I've decided the right planet is. I believe we're not only here to change the world. It's just change yourself and watch the planet change. It's not, it is not our egoic, we got to change it, you know? It's seeing it as it is, and then you'll create powerful change by not being in denial of it. Yeah, it's amazing how the seeing and the listening turns into the, just you not needing to worry about what you need to do, where you need to go. You just got called and pulled into these avenues and directions. And, and I feel the same thing. I feel the same thing. And I, and I really look at your journey and I watch your journey, and it's, it's really inspiring to you know, see what you're learning and, and you have, and you've been so courageous and sharing all about it as well, because mm. man, I, I, I want to have kids in the next couple of years and I, I want to have a big family and I'm seeing role models, you know, masculine role models in my life, like really step into this level of leadership. And it, it brings me so much faith that my kids, our kids are going to grow up in a world where, yeah, they're, they're protected. They're, they're going to feel safe. They're going to have opportunities that we didn't have access to. Uh, and yeah, man, I just wanted to thank you wow. again as we round this out. It's you know really what? How old, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 20, 29 to 29 last month. Oh, happy birthday, brother. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell you with you, something you have that's so rare is a, is a that's really amazing is a humility that always will make you grow. In other words... I now am, I think I've done jujitsu enough that we know that every once in a while a new guy comes in who is like thinks he's the best and he's young and he comes in with this I'm a black belt almost mentality and that that happens in several different jujitsu places and then just like is totally humbled and in stand up that happened there'd always be like you'd be doing stand up you know I'm 35 when I was doing it or whatever and then a a a young gun would come in and be like he brought his own audience and watch him kill and it was like it's so funny. And like, here you are really knowing your role in that, like you're, you're going up and you're, you're bringing like this really beautiful humility to that's, that's, I think that, I think that's the biggest trick to connecting yeah. to God is being with this. I have more to learn, like always like that at 45, when I'm talking to Michael Beckwith, I have that humility. When I, when I talk to you, I have that humility that we're all just like, Hey man, here's my answers. And I really don't know shit. And it's in my don't knowing that I'm so open to the universe giving more, but like that you don't have any know it all yet. You know so much more because of that. And I can feel your power and I feel your respect and, and it goes both ways. And dude, I'm, I'm honored to be on this planet with you. And, you know, whether we're hanging out or not, just knowing that we're working for the same boss and making this planet better and creating a space for when you have kids and, and my daughter, as she grows up, that we're making it better. And that, that our hope is that they evolve past us and make it way better for their kids and keep going. And we'll, we'll really make a change from our parents. Like we're going to be way different. Yeah. And 
create that change and love to them because they did the best what they could in their consciousness. But just know that I'm, I'm honored to be in this with you, brother, and you're a good guy and you're going to be a great dad and a, and a powerhouse leader in our field. And I'm always here to do any more of these with you. And, you know, we'll, we can work on stuff anytime. So you're that, awesome. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Received. And uh, yeah, next time we'll hopefully do it in person. And hopefully one day our kids can, can cross paths and hang out. Um, man, Hell yeah, brother. thank you again. Thank you again. And where can people learn more about what you're up to? Where can they connect with you? Our biggest thing that is where I put all my heart and soul in, and I think is probably the best value there is almost in anything, is our thing called the Absolutely Everything Pass. Jordan, I don't know if you're a member of it, but we'll make you one if you're not. But it's- Well, uh, because I was in Australia previously for three years, it, the time zone affected me being oh, on the yeah. calls. But now that I'm out here in a better time zone, it's, mate, 100%, I'll, I'll be on that. Yeah, we'd love to have you because it, we're now at around, you know, we're we're nearing about a thousand hours of content of our past courses and all this stuff. But I also do live calls and I do a lot of them. I do one on Sunday. I do one on Wednesday. Usually on Fridays, I do like a hot seat call where I take someone, put them in a chair and shift them. But I mean, the, the price of it has been 79 a month, but we are doing a 299 thing for a year. And I will tell you, the biggest thing we hear is it's so expensive to not have it. In other words, people make decisions that save them so much money, move them to a higher frequency, stop them from paying for addictive things like alcohol, help them make better choices, not have to deal with a bunch of issues, whatever. And the content is always filling what with what's going on. So it's like really matching the level of consciousness that we're currently at, right? And so... Um, that that's at absolutely everything.tv. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, there's literally actually around six calls a week on, available on it. You don't have to, it's like Netflix for transformation. You don't have yeah. to be on everything, but we have these Wednesday night calls where I do a Q and a and shift people and they're writing that they're in tears and it's awesome. And then also all of our back courses for entrepreneurial and for money and ugh, like magic and shifting and everything. And then also, if they really want to contribute and deepen them th- their hearts, they also have this amazing option to come see us live and be at a two-day event, which has my 33 years of stage experience in both stand-up and this, but every dollar goes to Operation Underground Railroad. Like, literally buying a ticket is rescuing, like, five kids. I don't mm. know the actual numbers, but get my point that you are contributing to the ending of trafficking and the awakening of something. So I'm doing an event called Freeing All Children Inside and Out in Salt Lake City in October, you might have to put the dates on. I forget the dates offhand, yeah. but uh, show notes. yeah, jo- join us at that and come experience a live event where we are getting to the root of everything. And boy, you'll have the, when you start to open your mind to the dark things that are going on in the world, you transcend yourself because you see your darkness, you heal it and you access a you that has so much power. That's not scared of seeing it, but just goes, no more. I'm changing it now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. So find your power, have the courage to just join us, join us on the AEP you'll, on the, on the membership site, you'll see it. And then if you want to come see me live, come to that and you're, it's a win, win, win in all areas. Oh yeah, dude, you're a legend, man. You're an actual legend and <laughs> impacting <laughs> so many people. So I, I want to see, see you live, man. So that's, that's kind of my big, target and go i'm going to be on the the, the, the absolutely everything pass but 
my, my, my next focus is to, to get out in person because how uh, come the in-person, uh, in-person stuff is so magical, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a whole nother level of, of transmission, isn't it? Yes. Oh man. It, yeah. it, it is. A, it's a crazy thing. You know, I, it's weird for me to say it. Bob Proctor said it's, it's a weird thing to sell yourself, <laughs> but I recently had Lewis Howes on my thing and Lewis Howes said, has anyone seen, I didn't, it's weird for me to say this, but Lewis, I was like, has anyone seen Kyle live? Like, have you experienced him on your stage? Like he's, he was saying it's so great. I guess I'm used to doing it, but it was very flattering, but it is fun. That's my thing. I know from, from 20 years of standup, how to make a point comedically with a room and how to take the room and go into a whole new planet. And, yeah. uh, that's, that's, that it does it through me. I actually don't know how I couldn't tell you how it just happens, but um, it will be a really fun time and you will shift so many things. You will shift so many things you don't know about. <laughs> so, so for anyone watching, come join us and let's have some fun. Dude, amazing. We can go together. It'll be a, it'll be a little crew. We can do a trip out. Anyone who's interested Hell yeah, man. this October. Come hang backstage, brother. Big time. Kyle, thank you again. Such an amazing conversation and so much that we can take from this. And I'm going to be just, oh man, just allowing all of this wisdom to just sit in my being after, after this beautiful conversation and uh, looking forward to having many more with you, bro. Thanks for being here. Thank you, brother. Thanks for doing the work. It was an honor meeting you. There we have it, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Before you take off, I want to share something with you that's really important to me. And it's really important to the collective evolution of men here on this planet, which is opportunities for men to come together to do the work that really matters in community, in brotherhood. And I wanted to let you know that the next round of the men's program, which is called The Path, that I facilitate along with a bunch of amazing coaches, applications are now open. We start, we're gonna start in the, in the first week of August. Now, this is your chance, if you're a man or you know a man, this is your chance to come together and connect with high caliber men. Men who are out here with big goals, big visions, to get the support, to get the accountability, the coaching and the guidance that you need to really unlock all new levels of potency, expression, clarity, and purpose in your life. Now, we've designed this program in such a way it's gonna give you uh, all of the avenues of measurable progress that you need in the areas that matter. I'm talking like your spirituality, I'm talking your health, your relationships, you know, your connection, your, your, your mind, your, your, your fitness, all of the areas, we're gonna go into all of them and track them, measure you, give you progress with the specific assignments to get you out of your comfort zone. And the main thing with this is we wanted to stop or remove men from trying to do everything on their own in life. And I fall into this trap many times and it just slows your progress. If you get around, high value men who are on a shared mission, it accelerates the fuck out of everything. And I want to invite you into this container with me. If you resonate with my content, if you feel a resonance in the guests and the people that I bring onto this podcast, there is something here for you in this men's program. It's four months, calls every week, assignments, missions, a whole community element where you're gonna just come out the other side of it with a bunch of soul brothers that you can rely upon, that you can lean on, that you can have support for the rest of your life from this. So if it calls to you, if you know you're ready for a men's group, you wanna be in a men's program, look no further, this is for you. I'd love to have you in there. Applications are open, head on over to thepathbrotherhood.com for more information and apply now. I would love to see you in there. Thank you so much, my friend, I appreciate you and uh, stay on the path, let's get it, much love. There we have it, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. One last thing before you take off, 
I want to tell you a little bit about the path, which is a four-month men's program that I facilitate. And enrollments are currently open. And if you're a man listening to this, or you know a man that may feel the call to step into a men's program, a men's group, then this is the opportunity for him. And if you're tuning into my content, if you're here, you're listening to this, there's some sort of resonance through what I'm putting out. There's something that's calling you to step into this work. And I have decided that I wanted to you know, create opportunities for men to come together, to attract the right kinds of men who are willing to support each other in this journey. And what the path is, it's a four-month men's program where we go into each of the domains, all of the domains of a man's life, his relationships, his finances, his spirituality, his health, his fitness, all the areas to help him achieve full potency. And we do this through a very specific, measurable, tracked program where we have structure and we have accountability and we have guidance. And essentially, we meet every week, we come together, we measurably track progress in each of these areas, and we have safe spaces where we can open up around other men to release the things we've been holding onto, to release the blockages that are holding us back from being true, authentic, grounded warriors in this earth. And if you're here, you know the urgency, you know the need for this kind of work, especially for us men to step into this new level of leadership. So I just wanted to let you know that we're now taking enrollments for the next round. Uh, it's something that you know, I really feel that this is my heart and soul's calling to bring this work to, to fellow men, to fellow brothers like yourself. So if you head on over to thepathbrotherhood.com, you'll be able to learn more information about the path, what it's about, and how to apply. And if there's something in your soul that's resonating with what I'm sharing, then please follow that. Follow that calling because on the other side of it is a, is a whole new realm of possibility, power, and confidence that will just start to emit from you, it will emanate out of you. You deserve it, my friend. You fucking deserve it. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and hopefully we'll see you on the inside. Take care.